Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the Kiss Nightclub fire of 2013. Here's what you need to know. Rio Grande do Sul is one of the wealthiest, most industrious, and culturally distinct regions in Brazil. At its center is the city of Santa Maria, a southern Brazilian college town with a population of over 260,000. But in 2013, Santa Maria bore witness to one of Brazil's most devastating fires. It was the last weekend of summer break for students in Santa Maria, many of whom were out celebrating the start of the new academic year. During the early morning hours of Sunday, January 27, 2013, the Kiss nightclub was packed with young people attending a concert. 
the club was at double capacity, with anywhere from 1,200 to 2,000 attendees at any given time, ranging from ages 18 to 30. The crowd never could have prepared for what happened next. Popular country band Gurizada Fandanguera took the stage and began to play for screaming concert goers. Part of a regular lineup featured at KISS, the band was excited to be promoting a new album. They were known for their pyrotechnics shows and they knew how to entertain a crowd. At around 2.30 a.m., one of the band members lit a pyrotechnic device, similar to a flare, inside the packed club. The flare was pointed upward and almost immediately ignited flammable acoustic soundproof foam in the club ceiling. Within seconds, a fire broke out. Hot ash fell on the stage and the band quickly realized something was wrong. They tried to put out the fire with an extinguisher, but it didn't work and the blaze began to spread quickly, giving off a thick and toxic smoke. Panicked and unable to see through the smoke, concert goers ran towards what they hoped was the club's exit. The venue had no lighted exit signs, and those who found their way to the only exit in the entire club were blocked by security guards, concerned that patrons were running out without paying their tabs. People pushed and shoved, causing a crowd crush by the exit, and subsequently blocking their escape. Some tried to find shelter in the club's bathroom, which was also mistaken for an exit, and others were trampled by the masses trying to get away. Within minutes, the roof collapsed in several parts of the building, trapping many people inside. Some who tried to escape were unable due to metal barriers, which blocked them from getting out. In the hours following, the country awoke to the horrific news about the fire. Reports indicated the death toll reached 230 people and over 630 injured. 180 bodies were found in piles in the club's bathrooms by firefighters, and another 150 were by the exit door. More than 90 people were hospitalized. State lawmakers said it looked like a war zone. A local fire official reported that the club's license had expired over five months prior in August and had not been renewed. However, the nightclub owners said KISS was properly inspected and had the correct permits in place at the time of the incident. The permit stated that the club had two exits, which it did not. Because KISS had provided false information, an investigation was launched by local authorities. The state fire department reported that the club did not have enough emergency exits and that they weren't authorized to use fireworks. It was also reported that the fire extinguishers in the club were artificial or disabled. As a result, the nightclub owners were arrested and questioned by police, though one attempted to commit suicide while being treated at the hospital. He was stopped by a police officer guarding his room. On April 2, 2013, the two nightclub owners and two band members were charged with negligent homicide. Fun Facts, aka Death Stats. The Kiss Nightclub Fire is the third deadliest nightclub fire in history. It has the second highest death toll for an entertainment event and fire disaster in Brazil. Over 230 people were killed and at least 630 people were injured. Local authorities said 120 men and 113 women died in the fire. 92 were treated in hospitals. Of the dead, 
101 were students at the Federal University of Santa Maria. The band's accordion player, 28-year-old Danilo Jocks, died in the fire. There was only one exit at the nightclub and no alarm or sprinkler system. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact-checking for us is our new associate producer, Crystal Dinsberg. Oh, hey. And our very special guest today is our actor, friend, writer, Adam Lustick. Every man. Hello, everyone. So nice to be here. <laughs> Longtime listener. I want to say thir- maybe third time caller. Nice. Time guest, Thank I you. Think it, it might even be a fourth. Maybe a fourth. Could be a fourth time. Mm-hmm. Caller. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be here. Hi, Crystal. <laughs> everyone is getting to know each other we're uh we're having a morning here um mm-hmm, adam yes. why don't we start off the show by asking our classic question what yeah. is something that's recently alarming you what's something that's keeping you up at night these days great question uh i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna i have sort of a family friendly uh, submission for this mm. which is um my child who you know mm-hmm. uh is uh goes to preschool and they have baby chicks in their class which i don't know if you guys did this in kindergarten but this every was, day like, well no they had like they had <laughs> yeah, they had <laughs> these eggs that they were incubating oh the chicks are just there every day taking class yeah he goes to preschool at a chicken factory it's uh okay. i don't that's, know why we chose it yeah i don't that's that's alarming me actually yeah. you know it's california <laughs> multi-use spaces and all yeah okay um so anyway all these chicks have hatched it's adorable there's like 13 little baby chicks in this class and the thing that alarmed me was that, you know, we teach children the sounds that animals make, but they're never really the actual sounds that animals make. Like we teach them that a cow says moo, but a cow doesn't say moo, M-O-O. It's more like right, mm. Right, yeah. right. You know, it's like uh-huh. just sort of an approximation. But these chicks, they literally say, literally, cheap, 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 <laughs> cheap, cheap. Oh, yeah. As though they are doing an impression of being a a baby chick it's right. like they're the articulation is so it's so literal so that was kind of alarming to me i was like oh wow they literally are saying cheap 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 you I'm feel like chi- you feel like uh, they're falling into the narrative or something like yeah it's like they've seen baby chicks on tv and are just mimicking them or something like that mm-hmm. um my mind like, don't say bark yeah right bark, bark. <laughs> my mind went to you're gonna have your little figgy walking around like at a coffee store. You guys are waiting for a coffee and someone finishes order and he goes, cheap, cheap. And they're like, excuse cheap, cheap. me, sir. Well, excuse me? Rude. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I tip 35%. And it's like, okay. Well. 35%. Good for you, Adam. On a, on a coffee? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, anyway, so, but the chicks are cute as hell. I mean, I don't know, you know, last time you guys have uh, been around, uh, you know, a baker's dozen baby chicks, but it's pretty overwhelmingly cute. But yeah. I was alarmed on uh, how on on the literalness of their of their, mm, of yeah. their speech. Cheap, 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 cheap. Seems so. like AI that maybe we are in the matrix because that, yeah, they, they, too lazy fake. to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. So in a private moment, I put my mouth really close up to the to the chicken coop and I said, "Who are you really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who are you guys really? Uh-huh. Reveal yourself." Yeah. And they just, just said, the "Cheap, cheap." Cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> and then they took off their mask and there were little actors inside. Oh, cool. Put their mask Cute. Back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's a tough transition today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be tough. I mean, they're all of our the tragedies we talk about are, are, are 
are terrible. Um, but this one feels it, it hits home a little in that, you know, so many s- college students, so mm-hmm. many young people could have been any of us partaking. This is one of those two where it's like it just seems like preventable. Like it just seems I know. So, yeah. like uh, you look at it and you're like, what? Like why the 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 facts and like the scenario surrounding it are just it, it's just really like tragedy. The word tragedy is like looming Truly. large over yes. the whole thing. It's really awful. So I uh, I I was thinking we could start off with uh, this is a, a from an article in on CNN, um, and it kind of recounts what some of the survivors went through. Mm. This is uh, from CNN. Ezequiel Corte Real and his friends arrived late for the show and ended up with what they thought was one of the worst locations to watch by the exit. The same happened with Norton Basson and his friends who were at the club to celebrate his 29th birthday. They are alive, they believe, because of where they were, making them among the first to make it out alive. After the the fire started, the dark, narrow hallway that led to the nightclub's exit was choked with smoke and people trying to find their way out. Outside, Corte Real and his friends could hear the screams of people trying to escape. He told... Global TV, that he and his friends ran back into the club to try to help. They pulled out one body, then two more. Somebody must be alive, he said. Basson and his friends, meanwhile, grabbed rocks, sticks, and an axe they found at a nearby building and began trying to knock a hole on the side in the side of the club to help those trapped inside. Others soon joined them with shovels and more axes. Firefighters used the hole Basson and his friends created to get inside the club. There, they were greeted by the eerie sounds of cell phones ringing in the pockets and purses of the dead. Many of the calls were from parents desperate to reach their children. Mm. I mean, horrible, absolutely horrific. The fact that, I mean, quick thinking on 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 these uh, guys who were, yeah who happened to just be near the exit to, to make a hole a lot, a lot, many of those who escaped were, you know, just through a hole in a building. That's how, that's how little exits they they have. I mean, that, that just, you know, I was at a a theater on Sunday seeing a show and they made that announcement Before the show begins, like make sure you like make reference to where your nearest exit is. And I did. I looked. It was like right next to the stage, and I was like, okay. So if I have to exit, I'm going on the stage. That would be an interesting adventure. But I kind of like thought through it. But you still take it for granted, yeah, that it's not going to be as orderly as it was getting into the theater. And even that wasn't orderly. People are like milling about, and it's crowded, and you can't walk fast. It's like the fact that there was only the one exit, and that you're having to yeah. like barricade through a wall in 2013 yeah. is really scary that places like that still exist. And they are being right. monitored by professional like firefighters and safety experts and they're still in existence. Right. I, I had the same thought about the exit sign thing, which was like, how many times have you uh, everywhere at a theater, at a movie theater, on an airplane, it's like the sort of like, okay, and your exits are here and here, be aware. Like it has totally become rote at this point. Like I've gone ear blind to mm-hmm. that kind of like, just know where you're, where the exits are. And I was like reading this. I was like, Jesus, I got to know where the hell my exits are. 
Like yeah. we all like every every place I go to, I was like, maybe just announcing where the exits are isn't enough. Maybe at every single theater, every single nightclub, every single whatever, we need to like do a dress a fire drill, through, a fire like drill, a fire drill. Every single time anyone goes anywhere, we should w- be walking through the fire drill exit. I mean, like it's a little absurd to do, but like I was like, yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, it was just like a good ref. A sad, tragic refresh reminder to be like, yes. know where thine exits are mm. at all times. This just reminds me of uh, we had a guest expert for the Iroquois uh, f- theater fire and also um, for the the plane, Clayton, the um, in the Canary Islands, the, mm. the plane crash. Yes. Te- the ten- the Tenerife. Oh, God, I can't. Tenerife. Tenerife yes. Airport. Um the the cl- crash at Tenerife Airport, um, and the 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 one thing they both couldn't stress enough was the first thing you do when you go into a space that you don't know is clock the exits, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. and that's the last thing you do. I mean, th- this this is like I- even in a building, just at a at a doctor's office, mm-hmm. at a at a birthday party, truly. But it's it's hard to remind yourself, like you're saying, right? you know, to to do that, but. That that will save your life because that's what you know. It if the, the worst case scenario happens, that will right. Well, because you're going to be, be panicked, right? Because yeah. like exactly. when that, when it comes, you're not just like your normal calm self. Exactly. You're panicked, and there's a lot going on, and adrenaline's kicking in. So if you've already kind of premeditated where that exit and what that moment is it just gives you that much of an yes i mean it not, doesn't guarantee anything but it gives you like seconds more maybe of a chance yeah. that said this particular uh tragedy didn't even have exits yeah so i'm gonna put right. that on the board right not enough exits yeah i mean completely uh also there were no exit signs mm, okay I'm going to put that up there too. Yeah. But, that was that was my first that was my first suspect was like improper signage. Yeah. <laughs> signage, man. Clear yeah. signage. I was like, wow, this really hammers home. It, it's important to have nice clear signage. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is um I'm going to kind of do this in order and we're we're going to get back to the signage. Sure. Um but but I want to I want to put up the greed of the club owners, right? Yes. Club owners have to go up on the board. This is uh, John P. Berrylick, trial lawyer and author of Killer Show, the Station Fire, uh, the Station Nightclub Fire, America's Deadliest Rock Concert, reported on USA Today. Every one of the above failures, all nightclub fires, was motivated in part by greed, the desire to sell more tickets, to sell spectacle, spectacle, to save money on decorations and soundproofing, and to employ bouncers cheaply. If we're to learn from these tragedies, here are some concrete suggestions. It's not enough to enact fire codes. They must be enforced. Club owners should be required as part of the permit process to train their staff to direct patrons to the exits in the event of an emergency. Reportedly, staff in both Rhode Island and Brazil barred patrons from available exits. There should be stiff penalties for exceeding the occupancy rate of the venue. It's too tempting for club owners to sell as many tickets as possible. If the penalty for overcrowding is harsh enough to be a true deterrent, lives may be saved. Mm -hmm. So just a reminder, this was almost twice at capacity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Can we get the names of the actual club owners, Crystal? Do we have that? Because I want to put I, I put that up there, but I want to put their like actual names too. I think they Crystal deserve is on it now. So everyone knows Crystal is on mute. So <laughs> <laughs> she is That's on why... it, and by it we mean mute. She's serious about <laughs> but... this fact checking. <laughs> Unlike Chris, serious. <laughs> just here so for the serious. jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna get those names. I will get those. Names. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but to your point, Rebecca, in the little info packet that you so generously shared with me, didn't they say that the bouncers were actually actively preventing? The, yes. Yes. the club goers from leaving because they were like, you got to pay your tab. You're not getting out of here without paying your tab. Yeah. And so right. they were like keep, keeping them in there. Brutal. Brutal. Let's uh, well now let's talk about this. Let's talk about these bouncers and the exit strategy. And then we'll we'll yeah. circle back to the, the club owners. Uh, this is from the BBC. Let's put up poor exit strategy, Clayton. Okay. The metal barriers they used to keep people in line on their way in ended up blocking people from getting out. Mateus Bortoloto an eyewitness told local TV people were bumping into each other, crushing each other, falling down. Following the fire and a, and a lack of exit signs and emergency exits allegedly contributed to the deaths. According to yep. the authorities, other reasons for the high death toll included the lack of emergency exits. The only access in and out of the building was the front door and the fact that a number of people inside exceeded the max exceeded the maximum capacity by hundreds. Colonel, wow. Guido uh, Pedroso de Mela of the Rio Grande de Sol uh, Fire Department told CNN, this overcrowding made it difficult for people to leave. And according to the information we have, the security guards trapped the victims inside. So this again, let's put let's put the security guards up on the board. Yes, Um, this is uh, from CNN as well. Some guards thought at first that it was a fight, a huge fight that happened inside the club and closed the door so that the people could not leave without paying their bills from the club. The reporter uh, Glauber Fernandez said, but Rodrigo Morrow, a nightclub security guard, said the fire moved fast. All of a sudden, the fire just took off and was all around us. We tried to tell people to get out, he said. So, of course, the security guards are, are going to say that they didn't do that. Um, right. But <laughs> yeah, and like fire or no fire, it's like the capacity thing. It's true. It's like there's a reason that I mean, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this too. But in terms of like you know, again, I, I guess like the club allegedly was like was up quote unquote up to code was like was in it, it like technically well, they like, lied. fire code yeah exactly they which like lie. points to again like one of our old favorites here on the alarmist like just like good old fashioned corruption of like right. uh yeah like the. Yeah, you we know, have the, two exits. Local fire department giving this club a pass or whatever. Yeah. Um, right. But even if there wasn't a fire, yeah, even if there wasn't a fire, like it's just the stamp, the 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 stampede uh, element of it all, and just like packing a club to two times capacity is uh, really reckless and really irresponsible. Yeah. I mean, like the, just on a small scale, it's like you know. And we've all experienced this. You know, you go to a Dodger game and the game lets out. I'm like, it's hundreds of people, hundreds of people spilling out, just like corral spilling out. And like, that's calm and peaceful. Everyone's walking, but people are drunk and it's like a little Mm -hmm. rowdy. And like my heart rate definitely quickens. And like, even just like, and that's, you know, that trapped inside of a dark, smoky, Mm -hmm. uh, fiery nightclub. That's just like out in the open doors and hundreds of people walking back. But even that is like. It's just too many people in one small space. And I, I definitely feel and to your point, Clayton, you uh people are panicked. I mean, like no one's yeah. using their no one has a clear head when they're rushing out of a burning building. Yeah. It's not like everyone's like, okay, follow the protocol. 
to that too, just, uh, I don't know, like, it's hard to like really blame this, but like, to me, what sounded really terrifying just hearing about this is incident two was kind of the anatomy of the building itself, that the only exit was down like a long kind of yeah. narrow hallway. So it just seems like, and maybe like a capacity, like if they had been at proper capacity, it wouldn't have been so like, I mean, you still would have had people rushing. You should probably still would have had trampling, but um I don't know if you're in a venue like that, that's going to have a lot of electronics and like technical equipment. It just seems like maybe that's part of the, the permitting process. Like certain buildings need to have certain layouts and certain like multiple access to exits. If you're, you know, the one main exit shouldn't be down a completely dark enclosed hallway where people are going to have to bottleneck in to get out a single door. Like yes. every, we all know traffic patterns. If there's an accident in one lane and suddenly you're going down from like three to one lane, everything is backed up. Completely. That's a good point. If we thought about mm-hmm. it more like highways or, you know, uh, just like street traffic yeah. patterns, then uh, you, you, yes, you probably wouldn't put the one exit toward just one, like a ton- at the end of a tunnel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're driving up to Big Bear or like like Arrowhead and you're on one of those like yeah. narrow mountain yes. roads and you're like, if anything happens, we're all stuck. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere to go. Like there's no off ramp. There's no alternate route. Like we're all bottlenecked here and like the fate of one dictates the fate of the of, of the many. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like that. It's just the way this is. So, yeah, I'm with you. More exits, please. More exits. We also can't expect people to be calm. Like, I know we've been talking about this, but you should always expect people to be panicked. Of course. In an emergency. Yes. And that's why you need to have, I I think we've already discussed this, but like, you need to be properly staffed. The staff has to be trained. There has to be like a very clear protocol and ample space and exits and whatever it is that you need to deal with that situation. Because everyone's going to just start kind of dispersing to avoid whatever it is. And yeah, we're just kind of beating a dead horse. I, I I think the club owners, I'm getting a message from Crystal saying that the club owners were Alessandro Spore and Maro Hoffman. Yes, were- got them on the board. Okay, okay. Um, now, why don't we talk about the band? And I think okay. we have to put the band up on the board as well. Yeah, okay. From well, these, yes? No, please, no, please. Okay. Continue, please. <laughs> From the Associated Press, survivor Michelle Pereira said, uh, told the, uh, the Fola de Sao, Sao Paulo newspaper that she was near the stage when members of the band lit some sort of flare. The band that was on stage began to use flares and suddenly they stopped the show and pointed them upwards, she said. At that point, the ceiling caught fire. It was really weak, but in a matter of seconds, it spread. Yeah. This, what uh, are what are you I doing? mean? What are you doing? And do you, Pyro, was this part Pyro of like the tech process? We're by the way, we're going to light off open flames in this enclosed space. Cool. Like, no, absolutely not. You cannot do that. Yeah. Pyrotechnics at a concert um, can be cool. I've been to like you know whatever. I went to like a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert once, and it was like fireworks, and it was like it, the stagecraft of it was like pretty cool, but. 
Yeah. Not I'm where assuming was it? that was a, a, an outdoor. This particular uh, <laughs> physical. That was an outdoor situation. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. Like, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> concerts outdoors, fine. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Fine, it's Maybe. Much, Maybe, maybe with firefighters on. If you're doing, yes. fire, if you're doing fireworks at a show outside, there are firefighters standing yeah. by. Like yes. that's part there of the protocol. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would say like, uh, I mean, I don't know if this, if I would even like submit this blame, but like, um, you know, in twenty, especially with, it's the what is this twenty thirteen? Yeah, I mean, I just would, I would like to hope that like, okay, well, let's make all cool concert art and like concert uh, effects like digital. Let's digitize all of that. <laughs> like, we don't. It doesn't need to be real, actual explosives, real, actual fireworks. Give me a light show. It could just be mm, a digital light show. Like that'll sure. do the trick. That'll scratch the same bunch bitch. of drones Much instead. Dangerous bunch of drones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh works indoors is ill-advised well, there's so much you can use it's such a good point because there's so much you can do with light you know light, yeah. Yeah. we covered lasers. that we covered the um remember rebecca we did the incident in like south la with the fireworks that guy that was like and it, it blew up like the neighborhood and yes, yes. yeah or not and you know fourth of july generates like a reminder that yeah. fireworks are just dynamite basically yeah so you know not we can maybe evolve beyond that other than like a very highly um, uh, regulated public yes. show with professionals, maybe. Over so, a lake. It's got to yeah. be over a lake. <laughs> yes. Which yes. really, barge. it makes me want to question whether this person, this band member had mentioned that they were going to do yes. like light these flares at any point, because I would assume that if they did, if they had told, I don't know, the owners or maybe another member in the band or I don't know, a a any kind of uh, tech person, maybe like a the stage manager that they were going to light these flares. Perhaps this person would have said, I don't think that's a good idea or yeah. this is our protocol. <laughs> you know, yeah, you would hope right. they would have some kind of protocol. My, yeah, exactly. my understanding, too, I mean, this is also very tra tragic, is that when they were arrested, that one of the members of the band did attempt to take their own life. Out yeah. of, like, no. obviously extreme guilt, which I can, like, I oh, just, I, I, I understand. Can you imagine being the person responsible? Well, so I, I wonder if, like, there's room on the board in that sense of, like, I don't think, like, heat of the moment is the right phrase, but, like, getting kind of, like, swept up into the spectacle and letting that yeah. lose or make you, like lose your judgment or like your safety common mm. sense do you know what i mean like what's the term for that like yeah uh, yeah the the heat and it's not the heat of the moment but no. um it's terrible. just like the adrenaline rush of like the endorphins are performing and you're rocking out and it's too right. and all these yeah. college kids are loving it and like mosh pit and you're like yeah let's take this to the next right. level it's like being safety, uh, like performance goggles, like safety blind. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good. Performance. He, he had his performance goggles on, not okay. his safety yeah. goggles on. Yes. Yeah. I feel. I feel like there were not to. I mean, this is whatever. Um, you know, we of, of course the three of us were in a sketch comedy group called Harvard Sailing Team, and we would do sketch. And I like even writ small and like a small level. I feel like I have had the personal experience of of adrenaline, sort of t like a little bit. To get taking the upper hand over my reason yeah. while on stage in a performance context and all of a sudden I'm supposed to like do a pratfall and do it safely but I'm not doing it safely because I'm like juiced up on performance and I'm like 
hitting the floor pretty hard and then two hours later i have a sore knee yeah it's like well yeah right, right. it so is a real like, thing it's a phenomenon where you have to like there's a i mean i guess you guys were a pretty popular band i don't know how i'm assuming they're like relatively seasoned but it and takes, they had a new album coming out so right. i don't know if they were really trying to promote i don't know probably trying to be probably you know yeah, yeah. Uh, performance adrenaline is good yeah perhaps performance performance that, adrenaline. that's a way of just good way of describing it yeah it doesn't masks your your risk it just it just totally clouds your like clayton said the clouds your judgment ability to assess risk um what's date what how dangerous is a is is too dangerous yeah. right um yeah you're not thinking about any of that when you're just like rocking literally yeah and the crowd is the loving it they're yeah. having a great time you think they're going to yeah. really like this next thing that you've put the surprise not really yeah, realizing that you're starting like an open flame in an enclosed space like it's a it's not it's the kind of thing i could see someone being like i can't believe i did that i feel such guilt and remorse and like right you know that's awful mm -hmm. i just like as a like adam said as someone yeah. who's been on a stage before like I, I i weirdly empathize and it breaks my heart also i read that you know I, I, as was in the the fact section was that the band's accordion player actually died in the oh, yeah oh it's horrible. So yeah, I mean, this is I, why I can't imagine living with that. I don't go to a right. lot of live shows like this anymore. And honestly, like it's because it's loud, it's uncomfortable. Oh. There's too many people, and I I just don't feel like this is a place where I'm thriving. I feel like I'm compromising a lot. And I, no judgment to anyone who really like thrives in that energy. Mm -hmm. But to me, I just look at it like as a from a risk base factor right. it's so high to me yeah. that it just isn't worth it i know this, this was something not to make not to make light of, of this or whatever but it's horrible but like as i was reading through this facts and jotting down some ideas i was like maybe like the idea of like college college towns like too many youngs concentrated in one place right. is dangerous it's like you need some boring olds to be like lights out at 11 wait a minute yeah. lights out yeah, at lights 11. out at 11 everyone quiet. sit that concert there's too many people down. in here quiet yeah exactly like you guys this is this is not usually my role here but you have pushed me to it um i have to be honest a fun dance party in a in a in an enclosed uh space you're, you're with a dj i love it it's true. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, yeah, that's see. what we did for your last birthday. Yes. <laughs> that's right. But there was ample space in that. I mean, there were a lot of windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't exits. over capacity. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was yeah. a sensible small crowd. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, you I can see myself as a college student like I, I did. I went to these events. I went to. I used to, in New York City. There were these fun parties that were thrown. They were called Marcha Latina, and I used. To, I wouldn't miss a single one. And it was just a dance party in a new location. Uh, we had them on boats. We had them, uh, you know, uh, down at the Bowery. And it was. Um, mm -hmm. You never knew where you were going. Just the fact that it was a new location, you know, that's already I'm scared for myself. And you had to pay at the entrance. There was one yeah. entrance. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were multiple exits and most of them were outdoors. But but I I, I could easily see myself in one I, of these scenarios. I think you're bringing up a very good point. And 
to kind of piggyback on what we were just saying, how like, oh, this doesn't seem worth it to me. Like that's kind of speaking to our age. And we have to realize that like totally. young, and when, when we were young, I did the same thing. I went to crowded. I had no idea yeah. where the exit was. So to me, it's like, it's almost like we are failing our youth. Like we yes. need to like, then somehow instill in them like more the importance of like just being aware of, of your surroundings. And also like, the naivete of youth that you think it's being taken care of, that things are being done properly and that people don't make mistakes, you know, like you kind of just forget that you kind of feel like you're invincible until something terrible like this happens. And you're like, afterward, you're like, I thought there would have been more exits. I I didn't think that there would be weird barricades and they'd be trying to stop like all that stuff. So it's like, I want to put something up there for the youth that like champions their like victimhood in this. Absolutely. Um, it, it it's taking what? advantage of of people who might not be thinking about the worst case scenarios right. just yet because of their life experience. The implicit trust, implicit trust in like uh in like local authorities. It's like if I walk into a building and I see that there's a little like the LA Fire Department says maximum capacity six hundred. I'm like, oh cool, someone's thought about it. Onward. Anyway, moving on. And it's just like, but to your point, Clayton, it's like. But but like, how did that maximum capacity sign get there? Was it corruption? Right. Is it actually like, is it actually safe? Has it been properly inspected? If I'm a young person going into a club, it's like, I don't, I'm not thinking about that at all. And you don't care if it's over point. capacity. You're like, oh. right. The party's like bumping. Like, it's yeah, that's a good here. thing. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, exactly. I like, I like it. You said that about the implicit trust. So I was thinking we could put taking advantage of the implicit trust of young people. Yeah. Yes. I fair? like that. Okay. I like that. Um, Finally, I, I want to put bo- poor ventilation up on the board. Yes. We don't think about this often, but oh it's Ugh. very important. The uh, the P- AP adds that most of the dead apparently were asphyxiated, according to Dr. Paolo Ugh. Afonso Beltram, a professor at the Medical School of the Federal University of Santa Maria, who went to the city's hospital to help victims. So apparently it was like 90% of the victims. Yeah, which is generally the case. It. Usually yeah. that happens before the actual fire, fire. would get to you, which is the scary part. Yeah. 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 Again, in your yeah, venue, th- let's not forget the, the roof did collapse eventually. Yes. Ay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. Really bad. Um, uh, have you guys ever been interested in life ever been involved in, or like in a, uh, anything even remotely close to like, not a like fire a situation or whatever yeah or like just like like a tr- something being truly to credit because at this red hot chili peppers concert that i referenced <laughs> that was yeah. yes was outdoors my friends and i were in like the upper level but uh-huh. then some of them my friend matt and nick and dan they were a little bit more adventurous than i was they wanted to go down to the front level where there was like the mosh pit zone where everyone was like mm. deliberately rushing the stage crushing the stage and like yeah that well again the invincibility of youth that was the point of it the point was to right. like get down in the muck with everyone and like be physically overwhelmed and squashed that was like the exhilarating part of it um but like i just observed that from the upper level and i was like oh wow that's uh i don't know and nothing bad happened and it was all fine and great and maybe like maybe you know someone got like a bruised ankle or something but um yeah like uh anyway it's i, a, I just didn't it's want a real, any, any part of that i went to those shows too when i was a, like a teenager and there would be like the mosh pit it seems like a real yeah. white dude thing it's just like why do i, I so why do like <laughs> especially young white guys just try I, what what about even when i was young i was like i'm not going in that thing do i want a bruise do i want blood no i don't want that 
I'm also so tiny that I would. <laughs> I would. You'd be crushed. Be You'd be crushed, crushed Rebecca. Yeah. I'd be uh, swallowed. I would be swallowed. Swallowed. You would be <laughs> swallowed. Yeah. Exactly. No, um, thank you. Um. But, yeah. Okay, so we have a lot of stuff up on the board. Um. I. Anything else you guys can think of? Fi- did, did fireworks make it? I mean, like something in the in the pyrotechnic, oh, uh, pyro- yeah. pyrotechnic at, Good at call. concerts. I mean, just like fireworks indoors, obviously, is a big no no. Uh, right. But uh, just pyro, like yeah, I'll put the, fireworks the... and pyrotechnics. <laughs> I also think cool we should pyro. We should put the um the whoever's in charge of giving these permits. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. well, that's the owners, right? They're they're the ones well, who are the, supposed to be. Yeah, but then the other side, who's who's oh, coming enforcing in them? to en- to enforce them, and also say, uh, you know, uh, these fire, you know, okay, good fire codes, right? Who's Following up yeah. to yeah, make sure that there's actual them. proper yes. permit enforcement. Okay. And I think that falls onto the 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 local authorities, right? Authorities for sure, for sure, yeah. A little local bit of corruption fire there, a little code bit of uh, authorities. looking the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I, I we have the greed of the club owners. I, I just want to yeah. I mean it's pretty good. I feel like we have a pretty okay. good list, but um I feel like I don't know what it is that I'm like circling on, but maybe it'll come to me later. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and then start knocking things off the board. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who is to blame for the KISS nightclub fire of 2013? Not enough exits. No exit signs, greed of the club owners, poor exit strategy, 
the club owners themselves, Alessandro Sofer and Mauro Hoffman, security guards, the anatomy of the building, the band, performance adrenaline compromising reason, taking advantage of the implicit trust of young people, poor ventilation, fireworks and pyrotechnics, and proper permit enforcement and follow-up. So I feel like a few we can fold into each other. So not enough exits and no exit signs kind of fold into poor exit strategy. I think that's I, I think that's right. Yeah. Just okay. off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, we have a good list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the club owners, the greed of the club owners uh, folds into the actual club owners. Club owners, yeah. And I would and I would also submit that the security guards stopping the club goers from exiting, I I, I would I interpret that as a subset of the of the poor access strategy oh the well, i was the... gonna say over the grief of the club it's like make sure that no, no one gets out of here without paying it's Ooh, like oh, sure they're, they're like double duty it's like they're both preventing for money reasons and they're also not clearly don't have a yes. good exit strategy yeah exactly exactly and clearly yeah. they weren't properly trained in the event right. of, of an emergency probably right. wasn't enough of them there either i would yeah. i would venture to say yeah 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 yeah, the band, the band itself, and performance adrenaline; those feel like sister, sister uh, suspects yeah. to me, because it's like it's heartbreaking. The, the band, I mean, and like you said, Clayton, like one guy took his own life, and the other guy died, and the, the accordion player died in the fire. Like so horrible. Um, obviously, it was not their. I shouldn't say that intention. Hope and and suspect that it was not their intention to exactly start a horrible fire. Um, but um, yeah, they definitely. And didn't one of them go to jail? Didn't one of them like get? One of the band members like uh, get arrested, maybe. I think. Uh, yes, the, yes. They, yeah. they, they <laughs> two of them they did. Were, yeah, um, yeah. They did get charged. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you can, f- but as a as a performer, you do yeah. have to take into consideration the safety of your audience. So I do feel like there's fault there. I, I, I would fold the performance adrenaline into, into the, the band. band. Yeah. 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 Um, I just got a, we got a fun fact too, that uh, Crystal pointed out to me that uh, the Gurizad, the the first word on the band's name translates uh-huh. to a collective of children or kids. Oh, whoa. Like an eerie. So creepy. Eerie, mm. So creepy yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is weird. I mean, I have to say like, it is a little bit heartwarming. Like, I feel like there's been a trend recently of like seeing on social media concerts where the artist will stop the show if they see like a, a crowd crush happening. I feel like I yeah. saw, I don't know, maybe like Harry Styles or like anybody like they, they, Lizzo maybe or whatever, like these pop stars having these huge concerts in these arenas and they will stop. They will stop it now yeah. um, and check to see if to, someone's OK. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, that's part of. If it's your show and you've gathered all these people here, like yeah. I do think there should be a sense of responsibility or like empathy for the people who are watching you perform. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, poor ventilation, it folds into the anatomy of the building, which I think sure. also folds into the poor exit strategy, right? Sure. Somehow, I, I, I mean, I don't know about ventilation, but definitely anatomy of the building. Folding into exit strategy. I yeah? think so. Um, I think so because bill. You know, sometimes yeah. there are you know people uh, owners get buildings, um, and they uh, you know re 
redo them for different purposes, right? Right. So once that is done, I, and, and I'm all for, I don't think we should be knocking down buildings every time you want to no, change yeah, your business, right? That's not... But um, that's part of the permitting. And that's, that's where yes. it comes to like, well, you can't have this kind of business in this space because it exactly. just can't. I can't hold it right. or I can't or, uh, or make that. changes to the structure. Right. To, 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 follow a, to a, the, yeah. The code. Accommodate that. Yeah. So take off anatomy of the building. I agree. You can't demolish every, like we have some buildings are like historic buildings. You're not going to knock it down. Cause it's not, you just maybe don't do a concert right. in that building. <laughs> yeah. Also right. like, you know, there's a grocery store around the corner that's, that's, you know, been closed for, for months. And I'm just like, you're not just going to like, tear it all down hopefully like another grocery store or like another business will yeah repurpose (laughs) we want to recycle and reuse (laughs) yeah 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 exactly it does come down i guess to that last one on the list which is like the yeah like you have all these permits in place and like safety regulations but to actually enforce them is a bit of a that's a Mm -hmm. that's the uh (laughs) that's the actual work of the permit not just like having the piece of paper on the wall but the actual enforcement is the hard and critical part it seems and and the problem with that too i'm sure part of that conversation is it comes out just like regulation of like many things is is it funded properly are there enough resources to actually do the enforcement because like generally when you follow the money it's about it goes back to making the money at the clubs, not about enforcing right. the rules. Exactly. You know? right. Exactly. Or totally. not, a, whatever it is that's making money, that's usually where the money goes, not the people making sure things are done properly. Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we can take fireworks and pyrotechnics out off the board just because there are ways to safely yeah. Yeah. do pyrotechnics oh. in a concert uh, space. Clearly not oh. this one. Not this one, but outdoors over a bar, John a lake. Come on, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it does happen, and it happens successfully. So you can't, just... yeah, yeah. Right. Um, okay, so we're left with poor exit strategy. The club owners, the band, taking advantage of the implicit trust of young people, and proper permit enforcement and follow up. I say you could probably fold taking advantage of the implicit trust of young people into either the owners or... Yeah, or, yeah. I think the owners. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think poor exit strategy falls onto the owners. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally their Again. responsibility. And maybe even the permanent enforcement. I mean, I guess that's not really the owner's responsibility in as much that's as... That's like a joint like, effort. Like, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's where it's tricky. It's now. like... Yeah. You're mad at everyone involved. And I'm... Yeah. I mean, it's more on the own. Here's the thing. Like, I agree. Like, Rebecca, you were reading the the article earlier, how there should be like much more stiff fines when you don't like there should yeah. be a real incentive for you to want to accomplish properly all of the requirements of yeah. like, safety requirements. Safe. Yeah. So I don't know. Cause like you can't, here's the thing. Like there are always going to be more venues, more uh, than there are going to be people who you can't have one or two regulators for each building, each space in every building. Like that's just not practical. Right. So it really yeah. does fall on the owners or whoever's running the space to make sure that they're following the guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. There is that fun. There is that interesting, like social thing about like, um, and forgive me as I like awkwardly stumble through this, but it, like about like um, positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. It's like the way that these the government uh, uh, is regulating these automobile companies to try to incentivize them to make green vehicles, right? It's like to reward them, of, right? 
to reward them instead of to punish them. You know what I mean? So like there is some psychological thing of like stiff fines for sure. That's like the stick method of like, if your place isn't up to code, then you're getting a fine versus like the carrot method, which is like, if your place is up to code, you get a tax break or whatever. Oh, right. that's maybe you interesting. Do, maybe you do yeah. both. If you know, obviously yeah. there's a fine for not because it's like a true yes. safety thing. But if you do like, we'll give you yeah, yeah, yeah some kind of like subsidy that like exactly. offsets this expense because you're that's following funny. the rule. I'd like that. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, <laughs> yeah god that's a great idea uh, uh if we had enough yeah if people were paying their taxes maybe we'd have the revenue to do that i mean that's it's terrible. just a great idea yeah, exactly everyone wins in that scenario i uh so unless you don't have the proper uh, uh code you know are not following are not up to code then then you should be fine um right here's where i'm thinking i think that we i think it goes hand in hand because i think there has to be some responsibility um from the from the local authorities to mm-hmm. make sure that the the these venues are 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 being are are up to code and 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 that everyone is safe right. it's not I, but it is the club owners so do I do know. we send them both to the alarmist jail <laughs> and we slap mm. the band i mean I I don't I'm not opposed to that. I I would feel I would feel um I would feel I have mixed feelings about sending the yeah. band themselves to the alarmist jail. No, I no, feel like I would be slapping the band. Yeah, we uh, yeah worthy of a slap slap worthy absolutely for <clears throat> yeah. sure. I mean, absolutely. After all, they were the ones who literally started the fire. Right, right. Uh, I mean, just in a very literal way. So I, I, yeah, I think that they, they, they can't get away. They can't get away unslapped. Right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, to me, it comes from the top. It's. I, I like, do feel you know, bad, like from the top, slapping, like you know, like uh, inspectors and fire, like because they are trying to do the good work. Um. Maybe but, they get a slap too. Maybe you just slap the uh, the permit inspectors. Because I, I guess my only point is like how <clears throat> there's a world in which they just don't have the capacity to like follow up as as robustly as they would like to. True. That's the only reason I, I hesitate. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? But like it's it said that there were two exits <clears throat> on uh, and and that was authorized. So the 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 codes someone lie someone got away with a lie. Right. And do we know if it was the local authorities who looked away? I mean it's hard to lie about an exit. If if they yeah, actually also, did the proper uh if they went in and they checked and they made sure that right. whatever was and, on the paper was there. And weren't people streaming into the bathroom thinking it was an exit yes. and that also contributed to like mm-hmm. the human stampede crush? It's like yeah, um, man, that, that folds. I'm things have all been a little bit like anatomy of the building and like proper signage, like. Um, yeah. But uh, I I put that on the on the club owners, just like the um, the the labeling <laughs> sufficient yeah. sa- like safety labeling or whatever. Well, uh, to me, that falls at the uh, at the feet of uh, Alessandro and Mauro Hoffman for sure. So, in my opinion, I I I, I hear all of your points. I'm going to stick to it though. I think that. Go. I think the local authorities have have some some blame here. Um, Big time. 
Do you want it? So then do you want it to be uh, local th- authorities or do you want to throw proper permit enforcement and follow up in jail? Yeah, I think that that I think it's understood, right? That okay. we're saying it's whoever was in charge of making sure yeah. that that the uh, there was proper permit enforcement. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll call it the local authorities, but whatever section of of the local government was in charge of that is what we're we're sending to the jail. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna call it. Call it. The band. You're getting the big slap. Club owners. Alessandro Spohr and Mauro Hoffman and the local authorities that were supposed to enforce proper permits and follow up. You're going to the alarmist jail. Okay. Well, Adam, it's been nice having you back. Thank you for coming on the show again. I also just want to congratulate you, uh, Rebecca, and the entire alarmist family on the most recent episode that you did last week that came out last week, I should say um, about uh, late stage capitalism, which mm. kind of seems like casts its white whale a little bit. It seems like you're Sherlock Holmes and that's your Moriarty. In life. That's what you've been chasing this whole time. So it was yes. sort of, it was very cathartic to hear you just go right to the heart of it. It seems like capitalism is truly actually to blame for everything. So it's nice wow. you just to sort of tackle that on. That's so right. I applaud you for that. That was we, nice. And, and yeah. honestly, I'm shocked we didn't have capitalism on this board, but we yeah, get it. I mean, I it's mean, on greed. We get it's, it. Greed, yeah. club owners. Greed. We, you it's know. on every board. Yeah, we have to diversify. A <laughs> I've said it bit. before. It's like um, when you play what is it, Wheel of Fortune, and let the, you get to the final round, and there's always the R S T L N E is like the automatic yes. letters on the board. <laughs> Capitalism exactly. is like that. Like when the board automatic comes up, letters. it's already on there. We're just trying to find if there's any other. That's a good point. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right. Uh, well, thank you, Adam, so much for joining us. Thank you, guys, so much for having me. In the aftermath, a strict review of safety regulations was enforced across the country, and as a result, many nightclubs and venues were forced to close due to poor regulations and oversight of municipal codes. In 2014, a state law named Law Kiss was passed, establishing standards on safety, prevention, and protection against fire in buildings and areas of fire risk in the state of Rio Grande do Sul. On December 1st, 2021, eight years after the fire, a trial commenced with survivors and witnesses presenting evidence. The trial was broadcast live on TV and media outlets, which attracted global attention. On December 10th, the two nightclub owners were sentenced to 22 and 19 years in prison, and the band members were given a prison term of 18 years each. All four men's convictions were overturned, stating irregularities in the trial's jury selection. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early, and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the kidnapping of Patty Hearst. 
podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 